the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Shepherds often had two staffs or two sticks that they would carry. One was a rod for beating off predators like wolves. And the other was a staff to guide the sheep, to keep the sheep with the flock. Think of Psalm 23, thy rod and thy staff are a comfort to me. Our shepherd Jesus Christ, he keeps the enemy away, he keeps the predators away with the rod, and then he uses his staff to keep us on the right path. We all long for freedom. We want to be able to do whatever we want, whenever we want, without worrying about finances, time, or other obligations. But what happens when it feels like God's will is hindering your freedom? Today, Pastor Dan shows us that just like Jesus, a shepherd has to lead his flock. He has to guide them on the path that he has set out. A sheep may want to go a different way, but it will ultimately lead to its demise. It's in following the guidance of the shepherd that the sheep finds true freedom. Now, here's Pastor Dan in the book of Zechariah chapter 11 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. In his commentary on Zechariah, James Montgomery Boyce points out that the destruction of the land of Israel by the Roman army is the only invasion that matches the description of chapter 11. And so this is talking about the Roman invasion in the first century AD. Look at verse 1. Open your doors, O Lebanon, that fire may devour your cedars. Wail, O Cyprus, for the cedar has fallen because the mighty trees are ruined. Wail, O oaks of Bashan, for the thick forest has come down. There is the sound of wailing shepherds, for their glory is in ruins. There is the sound of roaring lions, for the pride of the Jordan is in ruins. The destruction of Israel by the Roman army is described here as a wildfire spreading from the north of the country throughout the land, from north to south, devouring everything in its path. The Roman army invaded Israel from the north, coming down through Lebanon into the land of Israel. Lebanon's mentioned here in verse 1. Open your doors, O Lebanon, that fire may devour your cedars. So that fire that consumed the land of Israel came in through Lebanon. That's the Roman army. Bashan that's mentioned here in verse 2. Well, O oaks of Bashan. Bashan was located on the Golan Heights. East of the Galilee, Gamla, if you've ever heard of Gamla, was located at Bashan. Gamla is considered the Masada of the north. And when the Romans came and they laid siege to that city, I think 9,000 Jews were killed in that city. I think maybe 4,000 of them either committed suicide or fell off the cliff that the city was built upon. It's not clear. 
how they died. But it was just this horrible massacre that took place at, at Gamla and the north in Bashan and the Golan Heights. And the Roman army, as they came down from the north, they were like a fire and they destroyed every city they came to on their way to Jerusalem. They cut down trees and burned the land as they went. They literally scorched the earth. Notice the shepherds in verse three. The shepherds were wailing because of the destruction. Their pastures were destroyed by fire. And it says at the end of verse three, and there is the sound of roaring lions from the pride of Jordan or your translation might say from the floodplain of Jordan is in ruins. The lions, lions dwelt in the, in the land of Israel in ancient times, and they dwelt in the floodplains of the Jordan River. And their habitat was destroyed by this advancing Roman army that was burning everything in sight. And so the lions were, you know, kind of pushed out of their habitat by the Roman army. It's an interesting detail here. This is 500 years before it happens. And it's such a, such a particular detail that God includes. Right? Every jot and every tittle of his word will be fulfilled. Thus says the Lord, my God, feed the flock for slaughter. Now, what he does now, beginning in verse 4, he's talking here about Jesus, the good shepherd, And Jesus was the the good shepherd who came to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And he taught them. And he worked many miracles in their midst that made it clear that he was their Messiah. But the people rejected him as their Messiah and shepherd. Right? John's gospel said he came unto his own and his own received him not. And so Jesus taught the flock of Israel. But because they would reject him, he was in effect feeding the flock for slaughter. And preparing them for judgment. In Luke chapter 19 verse 41. It says when Jesus made his triumphal entry. As he drew near he saw the city. He wept over it saying. If you had known even you especially in this day. The things that make for your peace. But now they are hidden from your eyes. For days will come upon you. When your enemies will build an embankment around you. Speaking of Jerusalem and the Roman siege surrounding you and closing you in on every side and level you and your children within you to the ground. And they will not leave in you one stone upon another because you did not know the time of your visitation. The people of Israel rejected their shepherd, Jesus Christ, and they brought judgment. They brought slaughter upon the nation. Thus says the Lord, my God, feed the flock for slaughter whose owners slaughter them and feel no guilt Those who sell them say, blessed be the Lord, for I am rich. And the shepherds do not pity them. A shepherd who raises sheep to be slaughtered doesn't feel guilty about slaughtering them. For I will no longer pity the inhabitants of the land, says the Lord. But indeed, I will give everyone into his neighbor's hand and into the hand of his king. They shall attack the land, speaking of the Romans, and I will not deliver them from their hand. Israel was given into the hands of the Romans. The Romans attacked the land and God did not deliver them. The Roman siege of Israel, over a million Jews were killed. Another hundred thousand were sold into slavery. And so verse seven, I fed the flock for slaughter in particular, the poor of the flock. And I took for myself two staffs 
The one I called beauty and the other I called bonds and I fed the flock. Now, shepherds often had two staffs or two sticks that they would carry. One was a rod for beating off predators like wolves. And the other was a staff to guide the sheep, to keep the sheep with the flock. Think of Psalm 23. Thy rod and thy staff are a comfort to me. Our shepherd, Jesus Christ, he keeps the enemy away. He keeps the predators away with the rod. And then he uses his staff to keep us on the right path and with the flock of God. And here the Lord says, I had two staffs as your shepherd that I used to shepherd the people of Israel. Speaking of Jesus, one was called beauty or grace and the other bonds or unity, grace and unity. The Lord Jesus, the good shepherd used grace and unity to minister to Israel. Are you with me? Showing grace and unifying the nation together. Right? When Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, the religious leaders looked at the crowd and said, the whole world has gone after him. He brought the people together in himself. He, he brought the nation together. All of the nation was, was captivated by Jesus. So he used grace and he brought unity he says, I dismissed the three shepherds in one month. My soul loathed them and their soul also aboard them. The three shepherds would be the prophets, the priests, and the kings. When Israel was destroyed by the Romans, those three offices ceased. And they're all fulfilled in Jesus Christ. Jesus is the prophet, the priest, and the king for Israel. Verse 9. Then I said, I will not feed you. Let what is dying die and what is perishing perish. Let those that are left eat each other's flesh. And now this is, this is the wrath of God's abandonment. The wrath of God's abandonment. This is something we see God do in the scriptures to those who stubbornly reject him and refuse to repent and turn to him. He reaches a point where he just finally turns them over to their choice and lets them suffer the natural consequences of their rejection and their rebellion. The Romans, when they laid siege to the city of Jerusalem, that siege lasted for four months. The people were cut off that were inside the city. They were trapped in the city without food. And the people in Jerusalem resorted to cannibalism. And mothers ate their babies in Jerusalem. Josephus talks about in the, the siege when the Romans finally came into the city, the slaughter was so severe. He talks about the blood of people running through the streets and crossing over the threshold of homes and extinguishing fires and fireplaces because there was so much blood running in the streets. And so here you just see, you know, just God, they've rejected their shepherd. And so they don't have a shepherd. And now they're just suffering the natural consequences that come from the rebellion. He says, I took my staff, verse 10, beauty or grace, and I cut it in two. They didn't respond to grace. That I may break the covenant which I have made with all the peoples. So it was broken on that day. Thus the poor of the flock. Watch what it says in verse 11. The poor of the flock who were watching me knew that it was the word of the Lord. 
the poor of the flock when Jerusalem was attacked by the Romans, the poor of the flock, that's the faithful remnant who believed in Jesus Christ. Remember, the common people received him gladly. The poor of the flock received him. And the common people, the poor of the flock, they were watching him and they recognized the fulfillment of his word. We'll return to Pastor Dan's message in just a moment. First, Pastor Dan would like to tell you about the new Calvary Chapel Ellicott City app. We recently launched an app for our church and we're really excited about it. It's designed to keep you connected to our radio ministry, Ring of Truth, as well as to our church, Calvary Chapel. And get this, we have over 1,200 sermons on the app. The app is super convenient, it's easy to use, and allows you to listen to Bible studies anytime, anywhere. So download the app right now, search for Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in your app store, or just follow the links on our website at calvaryec.com. What a great way to stay connected to Scripture. Now, back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The Christians that were living in Jerusalem and around Jerusalem at the time of the Roman siege of the city, they escaped. They weren't killed in the siege. And the reason they escaped is because they, they took heed to the words of Jesus. Jesus said, when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Let those who are in the midst of Jerusalem depart and let not those who are in the country enter her. For these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And those believers that were living in Jerusalem and around Jerusalem at that time, when they saw the Roman army coming, the Christians they fled the city and they fled to the mountains over in Jordan. They crossed over the Jordan river. They went off into the mountains of modern day Jordan while the Jews, they all went to the temple because they thought for sure God would supernaturally deliver them. And so the Jews that were in the city, they just went inside the temple and they waited for God to deliver them. But as we just read, God said, I'm I'm not going to deliver them because they rejected me as their Messiah. They rejected me as their shepherd. And so the Jews that were in the city, they went into the temple and they waited for God to deliver them. The Romans, when they breached the city, set the temple on fire. The temple is made of stone. The temple became so hot that all of the gold that covered the top of the temple melted and ran down in the crevices between the stones of the temple. And the Roman soldiers, after the siege was over, the Roman soldiers took the temple apart stone by stone so they could scrape off the gold that had melted on the stones and they cast the stones over the retaining wall there in Jerusalem. Titus Vespasian, the the Roman general who, who was in command of the siege of Jerusalem, when he saw the number of dead bodies inside the temple He rent his garments and he asked that the God of the Jews would not hold it against him of what had happened. It was so severe. But the Christians that were living there, they escaped because they believed what Jesus said. When you see an army surround the city, know that its desolation is near and flee to the mountains. And that's exactly what they did. They escaped the destruction of the Romans. And so verse 12, I promise we're almost done. Look, there's only 17 verses. Now watch this. 
So then I said to them, again, this is, this is the Lord speaking. This is their shepherd that they've rejected. This is the Lord speaking, Jesus Christ. And I said to them, if it is agreeable to you, give me my wages and have not refrain. So they weighed out for my wages, 30 pieces of silver here. The Lord speaking, he says, give me my wages or how much do you value me as your shepherd? What am I worth to you as your Messiah? And they weighed out for him, for his wages, 30 pieces of silver. Now, if you're taking notes, you can jot down Exodus chapter 21, verse 32. Exodus 21, verse 32. 30 pieces of silver was the price paid when your ox accidentally killed a slave belonging to someone else. So it is the value placed on a dead slave. And here is the Messiah. Here's the shepherd of Israel saying, pay me what you think I'm worth to you. Pay me my wages. How much do you value me as your shepherd? And this, of course, is a prophecy about the price paid to Judas Iscariot for betraying Jesus to the religious leaders. They paid Judas 30 pieces of silver for Jesus. Those religious leaders, they did this as an insult to Jesus. This is how little the leaders of the Jews valued Jesus. They didn't value him at all. He was as valuable as a dead slave to those religious leaders. Matthew's gospel quotes this verse, tells us it was fulfilled by the money paid to Judas. Just as an aside, uh, real quick, if you're taking notes, Matthew 27, when it quotes this, it says, it was according to the words spoken by the prophet Jeremiah. And a lot of times critics will point to that and say, there's a mistake in the Bible. Right? Jesus isn't the way of salvation. There is no heaven. You know, whatever. That's where they go. Well, the scroll of Zechariah, the prophecy of Zechariah, was always included on the scroll of Jeremiah. Jeremiah was first on the scroll, and Zechariah was afterwards. Uh, so it's not a mistake. So look at verse 13 again. Now watch how, just think about it. This is 500 years before Christ. And it names the exact amount, 30 pieces of silver, that will be paid to betray Jesus. You know, if, it's, if uh, Judas received a different amount, this prophecy fails. If they would have paid him 20 pieces of silver, or 31 pieces of silver, or 30 pieces of gold, we've got a problem then. But 500 years before it happens, and it names the, the amount, 30 pieces of silver, the exact amount that was paid to Judas. And then look at verse 13. And the Lord said to me, throw it to the potter. That princely price they set on me. He's saying this sarcastically, right? That princely price they set on me. So I took the 30 pieces of silver and threw them into the house of the Lord for the potter. You recall the story. Judas felt remorse about betraying Jesus, tried to return the money to the priests and the scribes. They wouldn't accept it. And so he cast the money on the floor of the temple court. And then the priests used that money to buy the potter's field, to bury the poor, precisely as predicted here. This is written 500 years before it happened. This is how we know it's the word of God. Verse 14. 
Then I cut into my other staff, bonds or unity, that I might break the brotherhood between Judah and Israel. When the Romans invaded the country, the unity of the nation quickly disintegrated. The zealots, for example, they fought back against the Romans. The Sadducees, they cut a deal with the Romans to save their own necks. And so the unity and brotherhood of Judah and Israel was broken. Verse 15, and the Lord said to me, next, take for yourself the implementation of a foolish shepherd. So after the good shepherd, the true shepherd comes, there will be a foolish shepherd who comes. This is speaking of the Antichrist, ultimately. For indeed, I will raise up a shepherd in the land who will not care for those who are cut off, nor seek the young, nor heal those who are broken, nor feed those that still stand, but he will eat the flesh and of the fat and tear the hooves and pieces. This is talking about the Antichrist here. He's the foolish shepherd. Now, fool, when the word fool is used in the Bible, it it means someone who doesn't have any regard for God or who doesn't believe in God. The fool has said in his heart, there is no God, right? So the foolish shepherd is a godless shepherd. Again, it's looking ahead to the Antichrist who will rise to power in the last days. The world will look to this leader to solve the world's problems. John chapter 5, Jesus said, I come to you in my father's name. You did not receive me. If another comes in his own name, him you will receive. The world will receive the Antichrist. Many Jews will be duped into believing that the Antichrist is their Messiah because he's going to rebuild their temple. He's going to allow them to reinstitute their sacrificial system. But then he's going to turn against them. In verse 17, woe to the worthless shepherd who leaves the flock, a sword shall be against his arm and against his right eye. His arm shall completely wither and his right eye shall be totally blinded. This perhaps is a reference to the wound the Antichrist will receive and survive that's described in Revelation chapter 13. The world rejected the good shepherd, Jesus Christ, but the world will embrace the foolish shepherd. When he comes, but in the end, the Bible tells us Jesus Christ will return and destroy the Antichrist with the brightness of his coming. And for us as Christians, we will be taken to heaven with Jesus before the tribulation begins. So we are not looking for the Antichrist to come. We are looking for Jesus Christ to come and to take his church to heaven. Jesus said, when you see these things begin to come to pass, not after they've all come to pass, but when you see these things begin to come to pass, you should look up for your redemption is drawing near. And we see these things beginning to come to pass. Israel's a nation again. The Jews are returning to their homeland. The stage is being set for a world leader who's going to come on the scene, who's going to offer solutions to all the world's problems. And so we're looking up. We're watching for Jesus Christ to descend in the clouds and to call us to himself, to be with him. The Bible says, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Amen. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, Jesus, that you're coming for your church. We thank you, Lord, that our hope is in you. And Lord, I pray that we would set our minds on things above where you are and that we would be looking up and that you would find us ready and watching when you come. 
And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. He asked me how I know, and I say, bring truer than the finest crystal. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Zechariah, one of the Old Testament books of prophecy. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. God's Word can speak to you in a variety of ways, and it can reach you in a personal way, too. If you'd like to hear more messages from this series, visit our website, calvaryec.com. You can also subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast. It's a great way to keep connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. While you're visiting our website, you might be interested in learning more about the church that supports this ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. You can even come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, visit calvaryec.com for details. You'll also notice a tab for giving and a tab for serving opportunities. Make sure to check those out and think about being a part of this ministry and the church as a whole. If you have questions, please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. Or feel free to connect with us through our website. That's all for today. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am well, I know because I know His voice and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a thing of truth that is unmistakable and knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully and sometimes even if you General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.